Dear songwriter, here are three takeaways from Machine Gun Kelly song, Emo Girl. I'll be honest, the first time I heard this song, I definitely cringed a little bit. The first impression was, oh, this is a little bit shallow. There's no substance here. But after analyzing the song with my students a few weeks ago, I do have a newfound appreciation for it. And I would like to share with you what the three takeaways are, which is what I'm going to do. So without further ado, let's get into it. Thank you once again for tuning into this episode of Dear Songwriter. So before I get started with this episode, I want to let you know that I have a gift for you. It's a free video training called How to Confidently Turn Your Voice Memos into Release-Ready Songs. So if you are someone who is feeling confused about the steps, you want to take that voice memo that you have, you want to take that idea that you have, lyrical idea that you have, and actually turn that into a complete song, you want to know the steps to do so, I have packaged that into, I think it's like a 25-minute training or so. So it's still free for now. So if you would like to claim that, go to connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, Frost, F-R-O-S-T dot com slash video training, and you can get your training. Okay, so this episode was inspired by a group workshop the other night with a few of my songwriting clients and decided to analyze this tune by Machine Gun Kelly called Emo Girl. Reason for that is we had a couple students who are writing songs that are of a pop punk ilk. And I also have some pop punk tendencies myself. So I was definitely excited to get into it. And like I was saying in the intro, I definitely, when I first heard this, didn't think much of it for a number of reasons, but checking it out after really diving in, I have this newfound appreciation. So I want to break this down into three different takeaways for this song, Emo Girl by Machine Gun Kelly. So here we go. Number one is he uses just one melodic motif in the verse and one in the chorus. So it's a pretty straightforward and simple melody. You could argue that maybe there are two separate motifs, but I would say it's really just one motif in each section. And obviously he varies the melody because that's the definition of a motif, but it really just sticks with one in each section, the verse and the chorus. And they're also very fairly static melodies, right? So we're not singing super high notes necessarily. It's not jumping up and down between octaves or even within an octave. That's a pretty static melody. And so I think that's an interesting takeaway is that the melodies kind of exist in this four note radius of sorts for both the verse as well as the chorus. So that's number one, using just one melodic motif in the verse as well as one melodic motif in the chorus. So two separate motifs. I just want to be clear about that. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is that the verse one lyrics describe the person and the verse two lyrics describe the interactions and relationships between two people. So if you haven't listened to this song, obviously it'd be helpful for you to do so to have a better understanding of this episode and of this breakdown. But to put it simply, in verse one, it's Machine Gun Kelly singing his verse and verse two it's a feature of Willow Smith. So she's singing her verse just for a little bit of a context. So once again, verse one lyrics describe the person. That's Machine Gun Kelly's verse. And then verse two describes the interactions and relationships between two people. And I'll break this down in a second. But before I do that, I think it's important to note that the reason for this or 
a value in doing this is that I think it's a great way to progress the story from verse one to verse two. So verse one is describing the person, describing who the song is about, basically. And then verse two gets a little deeper by describing the relationship a little bit more. And so in past episodes, I've talked a lot about how to progress from verse one to verse two. I think this is a very clear And I don't want to say easy because nothing's easy, (laughs) but a clear way that you can do that. So if you're struggling to figure out what verse one should be about for your song, what verse two should be about, I think this is an important takeaway. Also to note about verse two, and we're going to get into in a second, it's considerably more graphic, right? That's also something that can be sort of an obvious way to progress lyrics is by creating darker lyrics, more graphic lyrics, whatever that might be. So verse one describes the person like I was saying. So here are the verse one lyrics. She's got makeup by the mirror in her bedroom, thigh high fishnets and some black boots, nose pierced with the cigarette perfume, half dead, but she still looks so cute. So that's not the whole verse, but that's part of the verse just to give you a sense of him describing this person. Here are the lyrics for verse two, and this is verse two in its entirety. She puts her eyeliner on her dark skin. She tells me lies, but she knows all my secrets. And when we drive in the car and I say, who is this band? She says, you won't understand. It's some neck shit. Choker on her neck. Kiss me. Holy fuck. I'm bleeding on your bling tee. So many regrets. You tell me you're depressed. Baby girl, that makes two of us. So very clearly, we're escalating the situation, getting deeper into feelings, getting deeper into the relationship, still maintaining imagery, which I think is cool choker on her neck. So keeping that theme of what this person looks like, but there's something different about choker on her neck, bleeding on your blink tee, right? I would assume blink 182, still maintaining that, but getting deeper into the relationship. So I think that's pretty cool and definitely an important takeaway when we talk about how to go from verse one to verse two. Okay. Takeaway number three is that he introduces a new melodic motif in the last chorus of the song when Willow Smith sings emo girl okay and that melody is da 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 and that's the first time we ever hear that motif the verses have their own motif and it's really just one the chorus has its own motif also just one and then we hear this new motif that doesn't come in until the last chorus which kind of functions as a bridge based on again you listen to the song and you'll hear what I'm talking about But that motif is introduced much later. And then, this is important, it's repeated throughout the outro. So we introduce a new motif much later in the song, but we have that motif kind of carry us for the rest of the song. So that, I think, is really good songwriting and is something to take away, certainly, when you are feeling insecure about, okay, how do I make this song interesting or continue to make this song interesting, progress this song melodically as I'm going through, consider introducing a very clear hook later in the song that can take you all the way out, which is exactly what happens. So let's summarize this so that, again, you can use it for your songs. Try sticking with one motif, one motif only. General rule of thumb that I've learned as a songwriting student is that you typically don't want more than two in a particular section anyways. So maybe just try one. Come up with a melody that's A, 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 A for both the verse and the chorus. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, use imagery 
to describe a person or situation in verse one. In past episodes, as well as what I've learned in my songwriting journey, is that imagery can be used to slow down the story a little bit, right? We don't need to give everything away in verse one. I've talked about this. So we can use imagery to just set the scene in verse one, which is done in this song. Describe interaction relationship to create conflict, tension, and excitement in verse two. In the spirit of progressing the story, progressing the lyrics, we can create that conflict, create that tension to make us feel like, okay, this is going somewhere. And the last takeaway, I suppose, to summarize all this is to introduce a new motif later in the song. Like I said, having that motif to kind of carry you the rest of the way out can almost give this feeling of a different part of the song. It's like, oh, this is part two. This is the next act. And having that hook to carry you all the way through until the end. So... I hope you find this helpful. I really didn't like this song when I first heard it. Now I have this newfound appreciation. I really think it's good songwriting. And it's something that we can learn from. And I hope you have learned from it. And I hope you've learned from this breakdown. So thank you so much once again. My name is Connor Frost. I'm a songwriter. I'm a professional mentor who helps musicians such as yourselves to write and release their first album so that you can effectively start your artist journey. I do these episodes regularly, weekly, in fact. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Have a great rest of your day, wherever you may be, and we will talk soon.